We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics, like, don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives. A couple that survive. He's kind of like an impetuous guy. In, in many ways, that's great. In some ways, it's tough when you're married. What leads them back to each other? Communication, conversation, and a realistic outlook on the world we live in. Your hosts, Anthony and Deirdre Scaramucci. This is Mooch and the Misses. Okay, everybody. So the real star is back in the building. All right. I just want to personally thank my wife. Deirdre Scaramucci for inviting me back on the podcast. No, seriously, all of the Mooch and Mrs. people are probably celebrating because they're going to have to listen to me talk to myself again for 40 minutes. So welcome back. I thought you did great, Ben. Thanks. Well, Neil Neil hooked me up, so thanks, Neil. Thanks for helping me out while he was gone. So So how are you feeling? Are you you happy to be back? I'm very happy to be back, but what I learned in the Celebrity Big Brother house is you gain weight. I feel like I put on the freshman 15 in five days, so... Because there's I'm nothing else at to a do. Monitor right now, my head is the size of a jack o' lantern. At any moment, you could cut the top of it out and put a candle in it. Yeah, so but what I don't horrifying. get is, if I was like sitting 24/7 or hanging out with like Ryan Lochte and Lolo Jones, I wouldn't want to eat anything. They're like the, they have the sickest bodies ever. I know, but this guy Ryan Lochte is an unbelievable humongo junk food eater. I mean, yeah, but he, I would be so self-conscious of my body that I'd so be forth. like, yeah, I'm good. I'd eat like celery right, juice, drink bit, celery juice. A little bit more uh, put together. Not really. Be a little more no. <laughs> Last night I did. So before Anthony left for Big Brother, I, well, actually, he went shopping and bought all these like junky cereals. So when he was gone, I went through our pantry and threw it all in the garbage. She and then he literally she showed up. The day tricks. he showed up, he went back to Target and bought the same of the same junk and more. And I was like, what is this? It's like multiplying. So last night I threw it out again. All right. I got the message. All okay, right. I'm gonna, because you're I'm, not going to lose weight dr- shrinking uh, my girth, eating tricks. And um, uh, hopefully my face will and uh, fruit go back loops. down to li- being less swollen. But okay. it was a lot of Mine fun too. to be in the Celebrity Big Brother house. And so uh, it's also fun to watch on social media. Apparently people, there are people that think that we never landed on the moon, honey. And they think that I quit the Big Brother house. And then CBS made up that whole twist to cover my, you know, house. What. Okay, so the, stupid. Those, that's the epitome of hateration. Because, like, you know, do you think they'd go through that whole thing? Of course, but even to if I, if make I, you look good, I don't think so. A hundred percent. Let me just make the point. If I wanted to quit the Big Brother house, you don't think that ha- somehow would have gotten into the uh, the, uh, the atmosphere? Feed? Yeah, the yeah. camera, the feed, the recording. Of course, would have. No, it was a lot of fun, and so. I want to give a big shout out to my wife who basically cleared it after we went to the uh, Bill Maher show. We met with two of the uh, CBS producers who made the pitch. And so. so his version of clearing it is, should I do this? No. And then he's like, okay, I'm doing it. That's his version <laughs> of Like, that's not. Right. Well, you didn't say NFW. You just said flat out no. If you said NFW, I probably You would still do it. No. Okay. No, I, I said NFW to, to Trump, and you were like, yeah, peace. I'm going. I'll talk to you in a year. Oh, <sighs> how long will it take me to get the Cheeto stain off my hands? How long? Okay, I reached in there. And it was Never. munching on orange it's Cheeto. It's permanent ink. It's a Cheeto tattoo. It's not quite a Cheeto stain. Wait, listen. So, so Anthony yes. said he had this like revelation and this sort of epiphany when he was in the Big Brother house that he um, was thinking to himself that phones just like suck up all your time and your life. You don't see a phone on the on the desk here on our podcast. I don't have my phone out. My phone's buried somewhere. 
Okay. Last night, did I have the phone out when I was watching The Wizard of Oz with your beautiful four-year-old? No, but no, I'm I'm done with the phone at night, and I think Big Brother should probably put out public broadcasting saying, "Hey, if you can live in the Big Brother house, I only did it for six days, but some people do it for seventy. If you can live without your phone in the Big Brother house, put the phone away when you're with your family. I think that would be a huge public message that people should." Make. You know what's so, so ironic so about far. the phone, though? Seriously? I and I, I can be like so righteous like, like this because right. I hate my phone. And right. like I've told everyone before, people's biggest pet peeve with me actually is that I don't respond on the phone and I don't pick up the phone because I hate the phone. So um, I can be like on my totem, you know, my little whatever soapbox here about it. The funny thing and ironic thing about it, for work I understand because if you're like emailing and stuff like that. But basically... Most people are ignoring the human they're with to talk to another human on the phone. Right. It's like, wait. Or, or they're checking their social feed to see what people are saying about that they them. don't. E- the person that they don't even know what that person is saying about them, but they're Which ignoring like a, their spouse. A, a Vladimir Putin it's robot. It's like the stupidest concept. Anyhow, I, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's ridiculous. Phones so, are crazy. But listen, I had a, I had a great time, and uh, I definitely. Missed the phone in the beginning, but I didn't miss the phone uh, towards the end. Although I wish I could have FaceTimed you and the kids uh, while I was there. I, that was the big downside of the whole thing. I know, and but so that, you know what? The fact that you... get that a little you anxiety at night when you're about to go to bed. I mean, this is the only place in America where Lindsay Lohan's mom, Dina, and I could share the same bedroom and my wife not be mad at me, right? So we're, we're sitting in there and it's like 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm in bed and I'm thinking, geez... What's going on with my family? I wish I could pick up the phone and talk to them. So there is what any, no matter what anybody I'd says. I'd have more anxiety if you shared the room with Natalie Eva Marie. Natalie Eva, even with 96 cameras and, and 200 <laughs> microphones? <laughs> Just saying. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. That um, was a little bit of a shot at Dina Lohan, but we'll keep no, it isn't. the podcast going. No, it is not. I'm just I saying. Know. I mean, okay. Okay, so right. Natalie Eva Marie is more what your type. Of she's thing. married and, uh, you know, she's like a super nice uh, married cool person. She's married. Natalie Eva yeah. Marie's married. Yeah. She's married okay. to a guy named Jonathan. Okay. Oh, speaking of Jonathan, yes. so he was your. Jonathan Bennett was your yeah. buddy on the show, right? Loved him. Right. Thought he was great. So yeah, they had I, me make I, all I these predictions. I think I was his Ryan Lochte, though. I think his Michael Phelps was Ryan Lochte. I think he loved Ryan Lochte more than he loved me, but I <laughs> loved Jonathan Bennett. I thought he was great. Okay, so when you were in the house, they, yeah. I did all these interviews. They were asking me to pre- like make what prediction who you would like the most or who you'd clash with. And I got it all wrong. So who did you think I was going to clash with? Well, first of all, I thought you would clash with Dina Lohan, but she's actually way more, like, quiet and, like, very subdued. I thought she was kind of, like, Oh, uh, no. She's, like, also, she's America. She's America's Strong Island girl. I mean, she she's basically, uh, I mean, the, the the scary thing about it is she eats in all the same restaurants as you and I do. Well, so I know. We probably I see have, her all the time. Yeah, so we probably but run into her without us I thought she was more, knowing, like, yeah. outspoken and boisterous, so I got that all wrong. She's, uh-huh. like, the quietest person in the house besides Joey Lawrence. Right. And then um, I didn't realize how absolutely hilarious Tom Green was. Oh, crazy. But also, like, yeah. smart. Yeah. Very, very intuitive yeah. and smart and, like, cerebral. I was beating his pants off in chess a couple of times, and he got, like, super serious on me, and he knocked me to the ground in chess. Right. And I actually... Smart. Love Cato Kalin. I think he's hilarious. Remember you when see, Cato won the veto? Yeah, Cato won the veto. But here's the <laughs> thing. He won the mooch veto. Right? How about that, right? But here's the thing that people have to understand. Like, don't judge people until after you meet them. Don't judge them through the prism of the media or social media or some snarky journalist is going to write something or really like bad about Or like the guy following somebody, you, you know? in the airport taking pictures How of your funny passport and your... Your airline ticket? So I'm like, a, what the heck is this? This guy's loser? name is, uh, his last name is Lesser. Which, yeah, so uh, he's obviously lesser than human. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's a, a writer. Cool. He's a writer on the Colbert Show, a CBS property. And I'm at the desk getting uh, Pete's coffee, getting a nice coffee and buying a. Uh, a soda or whatever it was, or uh, no, you Evian bought water. papers, yeah. water, and, and a he's coffee taking a picture on a of Sunday me morning. And he's saying that I am a Napoleon with a sycophantic complex because you know, he hates Trump, and so he's like deranging it onto me. Okay, can you face dude, me? I'm like, dude, where are I'm you sorry. talking to? Like I was the talking walls? to the producer. No, I was well, what about I was me? Talking, I'll talk to you, baby. Okay. So I don't know. I didn't think that was right. I thought that was like ridiculous. No, but it was so creepster. Like bullying and trolling is like a lot of the reason why people are so done up with social media. Well, I wrote like, 
I love me some adult bullying on a Sunday morning. And then some dingbats wrote like, how is this bullying? Oh, it's not bullying when you have a thread of seven tweets about my husband and you're taking pictures of him from every angle and you're saying right. he's Napoleon. Right. Like, that's not bullying? Right. He had, you know, listen, because he's a liberal and so liberals are... So am are, I. I understand I don't that. Have, but, I don't want to take pi- people's pictures He's making in the fun airport. of my height. And so as I pointed out to Ryan Lochte, I am... Five foot nine, but unfortunately only on my license am I five foot nine, <laughs> right? And so he's saying there. Uh, Who cares short. how short you okay, are? I happen to be short. Okay, sorry, buddy. You know, I'm short, but, you know, what can I tell you? I am married to Deirdre Scaramucci, though. That's pretty lucky. I'm not but, short. No, you're not short. Sometimes I have to get on my Gene Simmons shoes to, like, kiss you. So, but but here's <laughs> the thing. You know what? The best three things about Big Brother, we can move on to something else. Yeah. Number one. Don't judge people until you meet them. I think that's unbelievably important. Number two, uh, why did I do it? I'm running a $12 billion asset management company. Sorry, I just so, hit the mic with my paper. So some people in my industry would say, well, you shouldn't do that. You're lowering yourself. I did it for one reason, F-U-N. It was a lot of fun, okay? And once in a while, uh, I can take Let's my job seriously, but not myself cameras, seriously. Though. The Mooch likes cameras? And, yeah. mi- and microphones. Let's not but don't leave the out the microphones. Okay? Okay. It's like Batman and Robin. He only it's did like it. If there were no camera cameras and, and no microphones, you would not have done it. 100% not. <laughs> and also lights. I like lights, too. Okay. And by the way, when you see these How people in the Big Tamar? Brother house wearing I'll sunglasses. take this alliance and that alliance and... What, el- what did she yeah, say that was so funny? Yeah, she's like, she's, I, I, I'm, I'm having an alliance with superheroes. Oh, she's eating bacon. And then when the, and and then the, then when the, uh, the E.T. Think song came on, I said, oh, my God, this woman is out of her mind. And she's eating bacon in the diary room. I mean, she's I mean, this so is a, funny. A lot of, there was a lot of Big Brother first. Uh, I like loose cannons. So, but look, at know. the end of the day, three things. Don't judge people. Number two, do things for fun. And number three, the coolest thing about the Big Brother house is that it's a game. You don't have to take everything so seriously. All right. Well, speaking of loose cannons, what do you think about Roger Stone and his... I think he's being indicted. I mean, he's being... Uh, he's going to... Uh, I can't even talk. What is he doing going to today? Jail? No, he's oh, being... He, oh, he's giving a press conference he's today. He's doing something today. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen... Arraigned. I'm sorry. Ro- Ro- no, he's being arraigned. arraigned. Okay, so Roger... I Roger, skipped ahead a few steps. Roger Stone, if you watch his documentary on Netflix, very impressive documentary... He says impressive he, how? Like impressive uh, con artist? Uh, no, impressive. I'm, I'm talking from the documentarian's point of view, less about the character subject matter. I'm okay. talking about more like it was very well done because it was a, it seemed like a clean, objective, pluses and minuses portrayal of it. Okay, I haven't seen it. But one know. of the things that Roger says in one of the All interviews. All I see is him on like TV with these ridiculous outfits. He looks like the penguin or something from Batman. See, see now you're hurting my feelings because he voted me like one of the best dressed people in the United States. He said, "I, I." Roger was, Stone. Oh, you don't remember that? I got on his best dress. No, list. I don't he really. Said, re- I don't. He said you think that I keep track about what people say and do about you? I'd go out of my oh mind. Oh my god! Now you're hurting my feelings. But he told me I had to tie a tie knot very well. Oh God! But anyway, Roger Stone. <sighs> his line is, "I would rather be infamous." Than famous, he said that. Yeah, and he said if I had to choose between fame, infamy, and nobody knowing who I am, infamy is just fine. Okay, something like that. There's, he's obviously yeah. just deranged. But listen, I I always got along with him. I don't I don't think that uh, what he did is uh, going to touch the president, but it might, and we'll have to see what happens. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's a big lesson to podcast listeners and people in general. You cannot lie to a congressional investigatory committee or a prosecutor. Cannot do that. Well, you shouldn't lie ever, but... Shouldn't lie ever, but especially under oath, because the entire uh, anchoring of our judicial system is based on truth-telling under oath, and there's, like, real legitimate crimes and felonies associated with that process. Well, so the, the, it's the a process thing about crime, life is but it's a serious one. Whatever the truth is always comes to light anyway. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, in that, that situation, it's never agreed to lie because you're yeah, going to so be we'll, caught we'll and then you'll to, be in uh, jail. We'll have to see. Should we answer a couple of these quick listener tweets and then go on to Howard Schultz? No, because well, those, are, those are about tweets? Big Brother. I think we're over that. Right? Okay. All right. Let's move on. So, yeah. What do you think about Howard Schultz? 
and well, has run for president. I think he's ill prepared, as I was as a business person, for the political sausage grinder. Right. Okay, so he's about to get blindsided I agree. and melee and destroyed. And so, what we have to understand this is a blood sport. Uh, if you're in the media or you're the CEO of a public company, it's a knife fight with pen knives. You get nicked here, you get nicked there. If you're in the political arena and these people are playing for keeps, they'll grind you down into sausage, they'll case you, and then they'll start frying you up in a sausage pan. Right, so pan. like Bloomberg so is more, he's obviously been through it before, so he yeah, knows so he's about ready it. For it. He's ready for it. He's been through it But he started a as a businessman. And he did. And to you know, into politics. And, and let's not kid ourselves. Had the towers not come down and had Mayor Giuliani not endorsed them. Okay, by the way, I think Mayor Bloomberg was arguably the best mayor or tied for first place of the best mayor of my lifetime. Well, Ru- Giuliani, Giuliani was a good one before he lost his mind. Okay. All right, we'll talk about Rudy in a second. But, no, but, I won't, but, we won't have to talk. I don't want to talk uh, about Rudy. Uh, uh, I don't you, think you, he's you, lost his mind. Okay. I, think there's, I think there's strategy in the madness. I don't, I don't think he's totally oh, okay. lost his mind. <laughs> but, but, oh, my God. Okay. Oh my God! You give everybody the benefit all of right, the right, well, well, doubt. Okay, let, but let's go back anyway. to this. Okay, mm-hmm. Bloomberg. Okay, and Mike would probably be mad at me for saying this, but he would have likely lost that election to Mark Green had the towers not come down. Wait, Mark Green. Mark Green was a city advocate at the time. He was the Democratic Party not nominee. Not the Mark Green from Florida. No, not the Mark Green from Florida. That's a Jeff Green. Oh, Jeff Green. <laughs> no, Mark Green was a city Too advocate. Too many he people named big, Green. He has those big false cap teeth in his mouth. Um, Don't know. Like some of your old bosses had those big false cats. Oh, my teeth. God. Okay. So anyway, that's uh. an inside joke. But anyway, write into me. I'll tell you about that. But so anyway, uh, make a long story short, Mike got the adjustment. And so he's been boiled in the oil. Howard Schultz has not been boiled in the oil. And so uh, is he qualified to be president? If he's, Donald Trump is qualified to be president, Howard Schultz is qualified to be president. Is he a great leader? No question. Did he build a phenomenal company? Unbelievably so. Does he have a great life story coming from the city projects uh, and his, uh, what I would say, more or less lower middle class upbringing to where he is today? Unbelievable. And I've, writ- I've, I've read two of his books. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the, the, the new political one. Uh, and so I'm unbelievably and staggeringly impressed with him as a business person, but not as a politician. Okay, you okay? You gonna? <coughs> Sorry, oh, I get that one on bit. tape. That <coughs> yep, so we can okay. use that. Well, right, now so my producer Neil will have recorded that. He'll be doing that in my absence. The <laughs> sob that he is. Right. Um, okay, so I yep. think he. Um, what do I think? I don't know. What was I even saying? We're talking about Howard Schultz. Talking about Howard Schultz. So I think that he would be a great uh, president. I don't know. I think we need somebody new in there. But he can't run as an independent, honey. You run as an independent, you get destroyed, okay? This is a very strong duopoly, okay? Uh, let's talk about these parties. These parties But this is what the suck. people really want. These like, they want, suck. he's, like, very socially out there. He's fiscally conservative. This is what people 100% want. 100%. So everyone needs to, like, overthrow the stupid people in government 100%. that are, like, sitting there doing the same thing over 100%. and over again. And these parties absolutely suck, and they're determined to destroy the guy. And they, they have a system set up that, uh, that got stronger after Ross Perot. So Ross Perot got 19.9% of the vote in 1992, and then these... Very uh, bureaucratic, ruthless apparatchiks of both parties mm-hmm. in this very tough duopoly <clears throat> have strengthened themselves. Okay, so they're gonna they're gonna destroy. Okay, let him. me ask you a question. And, uh, Do you think Trump tweeted that about him because he's threatened by him? No, no, he wants to fuel the fire. He's striking a match. He told people last night at the Trump. So in his mind, he's not threatened by anybody. Uh, Just like you're not scared to he, do anything. Does he look like he's threatened by anybody, Trump? No, but it could be an no. act because I personally think he's probably one of the most insecure people alive. So it could be a complete act, either that or he's like completely clueless. Okay, so what is Trump insecure about? I mean, let's go in that direction. insecure I mean, about. What is he insecure about? Okay. Okay, I think he knows exactly who he is the as hands, a person. The tiny little hands. What, what is he insecure about? I think in somewhere inside of him, he feels lesser than, just like the dude lesser that was tweeting badly about you. And so we he overcompensates. People whose last names are Lesser that we happen to like, like Richie Lesser, right? We can't go off on the Lesser last right, name. Right, exactly. Okay, right. okay but, but I'm saying, I think that he overdoes things because he has like an inferiority complex. You think that that's how people act when they're co- 
secure. Like, I like, I am so turned off by that overbite. Like, there's got to be something underneath it that makes them act that way. If you're oh. so secure, like, you don't need to prove yourself to anybody. You don't well, need to tout I, I all that. Well, I'm I the best, and I'm the smartest, and well, I'm the greatest. I, I, like, shut I, I the totally hell up. You're I mean, so what, annoying. What Trump seems to be lacking, what he, which he used to have, was a level of self-deprecation, a level of self sense of humor now he has none of that whatsoever you know but when he's saying that he's the smartest no he thinks he has a sense of humor yeah. like you know getting hamburgers and it's like so good and he thinks he's funny but he's not funny okay All right, i don't know how we got onto the trumpster but but here's the everything thing. comes back to he, him. no because howard schultz him, is yes, never going to be egging able to. him on with that tweet that that tweet that he sent yeah out. but howard schultz on and then he had a 60 he had minutes a tweet. said i know he's going to tweet about me and i think it's a snooze fest he's a bore at this point and right. you even say sometimes like oh i no, can't even can't read even that pay attention to the tweets anymore it's i like think so the tweets monotonous. of of all of the things that the president did during the campaign that were brilliant as it related to twitter uh, you now have an equation that's canceling out itself with him using Twitter as president. Mm-hmm. He's he's hurting himself in a way that uh, is, I think, consequential. But let me tell you something about beating somebody like President Trump. You have to beat him with something. You're not going to beat him with nothing. You're not going to run nothing candidate and beat President Trump. And so Howard Schultz, if I were his campaign advisor, which I'm not, and he would probably never take any advice from me, but I would say to him, run as a Democrat. Go hard as a Democrat. You're very strong on business, and you're left of left on social issues, and maybe that could win the party. I doubt it, because the party's cuckoo la la left. I mean, they're lefter than like Hugo Chavez at this point. But but if you could win the nomination as a Democrat, you have a shot at beating the president. Yeah, but do you think they if would you, accept him? I don't. I think that that's the I think that's the greatest irony that the two people that could possibly beat Trump, Howard Schultz or Mayor Bloomberg, those two people will never be nominated by the Democrats. Oh my God! Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, let's go on to something non-political mm-hmm. so we can laugh a little Take bit. Ahead. It's not It's not really that funny, but... Um, so what do you think about this whole FaceTime thing? I wanted to try it earlier to see if I could snoop on you but then i figured okay you'd so probably I, pick up and it wouldn't work anyway okay so how does it but, work so, so i you, call you right on facetime yes and then i add a caller dial my own number right. and it's like a conference call that winds up picking up your audio even if you don't answer the phone call okay so i was like this so is amazing i need to picks like up, picks check up my this audio. out on the i need to snoop oh, no, on the can, mooch you can, you can scoop on me baby it's all good you okay can, you can well, have a camera on you you want me to walk around with like a camera on my forehead and, and stuff <laughs> like and a gopro like, yeah like a gopro you can have like a mooch gopro right on no, my forehead. oh my god i would be so oh, by the end of the day i'd be like have a migraine i cannot do that you that would be, no you wouldn't want to do that with me? i feel like i would be like water torture like just the same stuff <laughs> over and over again like just tell everybody this listen you just like me in small doses right it's like my first boss right yeah i just saw pam russo in the in the right. bathroom and yeah. she's like are you happy to have anthony back and i said yeah i was like so happy like on saturday sunday ish and now, and it's, now like, it's cool it's like, that he's back yeah. to work because like you know one of the one of the most upsetting things that was said to me as a kid like after my first review oh, at Goldman what was Sachs, it small what was it no he said that i was low high freq- impact low, with low freaking, frequency frequency it's so true though and he said but with high frequency you're low impact it's so true meaning like you just there's too whoever much whoever said that is a genius who came up with that that is like so on point it's like not even funny baby you're hurting my feelings on like a national podcast no i'm I mean, like the podcast is I'm going national. Med- no so Fresh i'm going to talk about myself for a second which you i never one do one married person um witnessing are you listening this and one unmarried person it's like unbelievable go ahead listen up i'm medium impact like period the end you know what i'm saying like i'm cool like you could hang out with me all the time like you're not getting any flares of like insanity or like dips and like <laughs> 
<laughs> like I'm just flares but then you insanity. might leave my presence and be like you know you're not thinking about me flares you know insanity. what I mean I'm enjoying but my life when I someone don't. leaves you they're like Jesus Christ that guy's like half insane or what the hell Anyway, uh, maybe it's just, maybe so. I'm laughing. I'm crying. And insanity is like on the border of each other. Who the hell knows? So, what do you? I mean, do you think that that's like a real thing that Apple has to fix? Or I guess so, right? Because Governor Cuomo got on TV and said you got to shut down your FaceTime and all this stuff. Well, I think it's definitely a glitch. I bet they probably, you know, uh, New York, though, believe it or not, is like a one-party state. So you could call somebody in New right. York. I learned that the hard way with the the loser that was recording me without my knowledge, right? Don't mention his name. Complete loser. Leave him out of the equation. I didn't mention his no, name. No, but I'm just saying. I just like, like last week, I didn't mention the person's name who like talked about you and put a whole chapter in his book about you. Right. Meanwhile, I saw him on The View yesterday, complete and total herb, like hunched over, like nervous. Right. Yeah, and yeah, I saw him on Colbert saying. last night. He looked pretty nervous Ugh, as well. Yeah. please. All right, look, I mean, look, you know, let me, let me, let me tell you something, okay? In Washington... These people are absolutely brutal. There's no friendships. They're ha 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 to your face, and then they're hammering you. Okay, and so he was obviously one of those guys. So look, it is what it is. Moving on. Okay. But but on this topic of Apple, um, you know, cut back the use of your phone. Put your phone away, and your life's going to get a lot better. From your lips to God's ears. Right. And baby. by the way, yeah, I you're talking to definitionally a crystal meth phone addict. Okay, you're talking to somebody that literally had two phones over each eyeball and was like assimilating information from different sites and so forth and <laughs> looking at text on one like eyeball. Like you porn? And e- 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 email. <laughs> no, not you porn. <laughs> How did you bring it up you porn? It's like oh, wow. No, because, okay, so let me just tell everybody about the, about the white lie he tried to tell me, right? So Are we really going there? Yes. Okay, go ahead. So one night, we have like this lounge chair in our bedroom, and I went over to him, and he had fallen asleep. Well, he does this thing sometimes where like he's on the phone. Fu- no, this is I, what I happened. I got it already. I was not looking at no. your porn, Neil. Okay, Let me so tell you know, okay. the story, okay? All right. So he right, is. Unbelievable. Go ahead. So he does this thing. He's like a kid where... I'm doing something, usually with our kids or something adult-like, responsibility-like, and he's laying down somewhere, usually on this gray chair in our bedroom, and then I go into our room to, like, ask him something or talk to him, and he pretends all of a sudden that he's asleep, but I know that he, five seconds ago, he was looking, oh, I just spit on myself, he's looking at the phone, he's pretending he's asleep so he he can get out of whatever he thinks I'm going to ask him to do or whatever, he's like a kid. So, but I know that he was awake. So then I go over to him and I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And he forgot or something what he was looking at before he tried to pretend he was no, asleep. I mean, and I, I looked at his phone and it was youporn.com. No, and he's will, like, no, that came up no, on. No, I get it. Like, push it was technology. a push technology. I'm, I'm getting blown up now. It's like unbelievable. Push technology. Unbelievable. Like, no, you had to have visited that site for that. Babe, t- and babe, no, babe, you it know was what, the full you know on website. Friend, you know what your friends love about listening to this podcast? You taking a cheese grater to the side of my face for like forty-five minutes. No, because I just you love. You know what your my friends like kids about listening to this podcast? You have the childlike antics. That's all I'm saying. I have childlike Why antics. Why pretend you're sleeping? Because what do you think I'm going to ask you to do? I Take out the it's garbage. It's like Mark Twain. I want to get you to paint the fence. Number I'm like two, s- sitting like there if you're on Newport, fine. Working. Just tell me you are. And number three, why? Because I'm like not on you have a 15 year younger wife. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't need you porn. I don't need you porn. Okay, now that you've said all this nonsense, in the 10 years that you've known me, have I ever done I don't know. I haven't. Get the hell out of here. Never. Unlike you, I don't so tap nuts. your phone. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I haven't tapped uh, your phone. All right. Okay, this so is let's talk radio. about. Radio.com phone tap right now. Okay, it's like unbelievable. Do you you want to go back to, how are we going to go from you porn to like Roger Stone no, to Trump we're going to go to Ben and going? Jerry's because like. Ben and Jerry's. Okay, got it. Uh, most people, when they're like sex deprived, they eat ice cream, right? Okay. So Ben and Jerry's is ripping plastic straws and spoons and cups and all that stuff out of their stores. Okay. And I think it's a totally good idea. Okay. Because so I what honestly are they really with? do wooden? Uh wooden spoons, okay. why not, right? Mm-hmm. And paper straws, which you hate. Right. But like, why do we need a straw anyway? Just like drink your drink your drink. You know what I'm saying? Like you could drink unless you're traveling and you don't want it to spill. I understand why you want it covered, but like we don't need all this extra well, stuff, right? You you would use a straw if you have sensitive teeth. 
Or you got you your would, teeth whitened. And you got your tr- teeth whitened and you drink a black coffee. Okay, let's face it. There's uh-huh. some of us out there that are vain. No, I mean, I know some people need straws, but... But, but the thing I don't I'm like about the paper straws, you go through five paper straws in one glass of whatever, and you could just have one plastic straw. And I'm absolutely convinced that five paper straws are way more environmentally damaging than one paper straw, uh, one plastic straw. No, That's because they, they, they like disintegrate just like they do in your drink. You know what I'm okay. saying? So you see how it melts away in your drink. So that's what happens. It doesn't last. So even if you had five of those, they go into like the abyss. Okay, but, but I plastic think the, the is amount forever. of petroleum and the production and all that stuff, I bet you that it environmentally cancels each other well, out. Well, what but I want to know is, whatever, so we're now you know, cutting look, we're down trees to make all of this wooden stuff like wooden spoons and all these things like isn't that also a threat to the environment okay so people would say that cut down trees that it's not a threat to the environment because in a lot of states the legislation requires that you plant like one and a half trees for every one that you cut down so you're actually repopulating with the trees so the weird thing about it is when they say uh, save paper save the environment don't print this it's actually in a weird way better to print the thing I mean, that's like the weirdest part about this whole environmental stuff. But look, Well, yeah, but if you're not chopping down a tree, you don't have to plant a new one. Trees live for hundreds and hundreds of years. I understand that. Here's the problem. We have a very serious problem. That's what I'm saying. We We need to address it. But these are small things that help. So, you know, when we're judging, what I love about all these sanctimonious and righteous people, we're judging people from 200 years ago, and we're saying, well, you did some bad things. You held slaves, or you did something really bad or really horrific, and so let's take the monument down to who you are. Okay, no problem. But that's not going to allow us to escape being judged by people that are 200 but years who, born after us. But this is not about so, being judged by people. It's about no, not you're, you're crashing some, the earth into no, a point. crater so we can have if, life if, after if us. If we make it to 200 years later, they're going to be looking back and us say, you guys were slobs. You, you literally almost destroyed the entire earth with the plastic production the smog, the carbon, fossil fuels. Why didn't you move faster into Well, because we have people like fuels? Donald Trump who's, it's freezing in the Midwest, right? And he's like saying, oh, hey, we could use some global warming right about now. Like, you are a colossal moron. You shouldn't joke about global warming, you doof. Like, that's not funny. Like, right, that's well, not funny. Trying to be a little funny. No, it's not funny. Ge- Jeezy, all right. No, well. it's not. Okay, he's trying. It would be funny if he actually was not denying global warming and climate change. I mean, you know, listen, you know, white guys have been clobbered over the last 50 years. Because they're corny and cheesy and... Okay, well, whether you like it or not, he got voted in by all of those angry white guys, okay, that have been clobbered over the last 50 years. Okay. Well, I think his base is a little different than angry white guys. I'm making it... But more either way, joke than the joke he was making. What I'm saying is, if he actually was had any initiatives to address the issue or didn't deny it, it would be a funnier joke. Because I think it could be funny to say that, but only if you're not like seriously saying it doesn't exist. You yeah. know, he's almost like mocking it. Yeah. Well, he he is, I think, privately really not a denier of the impact on the environment. And if he is, then I feel really even worse for him because we're, we're causing a lot, a lot of problems and we gotta, we gotta, we gotta figure it out. We have to figure it out. And by the way, I'm a Republican. Okay. Hank Paulson, who's a Republican. It's a lot like the marriage equality issue. There's a lot of Republicans, myself included, that are for marriage equality. There are Republicans that are for you know, let's fix the climate problem. We have to fix it. Yeah. It's an international Well, that's crisis. why someone like Howard Schultz would be good because, like, I think he is really in tune with all those things. And I, I think, think Howard Schultz fiscally and, and, would be and, and, way and more Bloomberg conservative, has good ideas. presidents. you got to get these people elected, okay? I have an 11-day PhD on their nonsense. I know what these people are No, I think we're of. all starting they're to gonna, realize they're gonna destroy that these it's people. like cement there and people yeah, aren't unless, leaving. Unless we we really do a number on them the way Trump did a number on everybody. Like like what, what Howard Schultz would really need is a couple people that help Trump do a number on everybody to mm-hmm. do a number on them. Well, okay, speaking of which, that's what we, that's what we so have like to have. So basically, Chris Christie's book is saying that like, and it happened to you too, and this is what gets me so pissed off is, I mean, 
people stuck by Trump during the whole campaign and everything like that and the transition. And then he literally threw them out like in the garbage, like disposable, like pieces of whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's going to come back and haunt the president. You can't be that asymmetrical. I don't know. It seemed to work for him for his whole entire life. Well, let's see. I mean, and he's in his 70s, so... He's got a 36% approval rating right now. Yeah, but you went on CNN this morning and said that it's because there's 15% of people who don't know how to take polls. No, that's not what I said. I said he's at 36. (laughs) Yes, you did. But there's room there because there's probably 14 or 15... For people who don't like to answer polls. No, I said there's probably 14 to 15% of the people... Who are uncomfortable. ...that secretly like him, but they're saying they don't like him. Okay, and 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 the problem is is that they like him for a lot of the reasons why I like him... But down deep, they're like, if he would just stop the nonsense. He has, in my opinion, I said 6 to 7% headwind. I now think he has a 10 to 14% headwind Mm -hmm. due to the nonsense in his personality, due to the driveling tweets, due to the, uh, you know, misdirected attacks on people and all of this sort of nonsense. You know what I mean? And so, you know, he eventually turns on everybody which is sort of crazy, which is why I'm locked and loaded on like five or six different nicknames in case I need to deploy them at the time when he starts deploying them on me. Okay. You know, because so I did think you it's see just Tom nonsense. Brokaw? But did you, okay, so I before did. I was talking I to you and we were talking Tom. about Howard Schultz. Can we I finish like on Christy though? Because I think this is important. Okay. What Chris did, Chris is a personal friend. I want to fully disclose that to everybody. Uh, what Chris did in this book though is he actually told the truth, okay, because I – almost completely done with the book. I downloaded it uh, last night mm-hmm. at midnight. I'm almost completely done with the book. He told the truth in the book. So now he will be a pariah in politics. They do not like people that tell the truth. Okay, so what I was, was the, the upside press, of, I was at the of writing this book? for 40 minutes in front of 40 or 50 million people telling the truth. And there were opposition uh, research people in the Republican Party trying to blow me out. So what's on the my point in him day. writing the book then? Because I don't think he cares anymore. I think he just is his point. Uh, and I think this is what Howard Schultz is sensing about the society, that we're moving into a post-partisan society. If that happens, okay, uh, guys like Howard Schultz and guys like Mayor Bloomberg are going to have a political renaissance. If we're well, not- I would love that. Okay, but what you're sensing from cable news is that we're not. Everyone's bashing each other, but only five or six million people are watching that. What Howard Schultz is looking at, 42% of the registered voters are now independent. That's what I'm That's saying. Greater That's greater than the other I two know, parties. But they can't get out of the gridlock of they, Washington they, they and get nominated. They can't because they're going to they're going to destroy him. Now. They're going to find one person that he offended, or one person where coffee gets spilt on their lap of the person, and they're going to like destroy <laughs> how it'll they'll turn him into like a you know uh, uh, an Adolf Hitler of mm-hmm. hot coffee. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate because yeah. he's a very bright guy. But you were you were going to say something about uh, no, Tom what I was tell you another is that, ridiculous So thing. before when I was talking to you, like I have these moments where, I don't know if you saw it on my face, but like I've told you this before, like some reason I like go blank. I've told you this before, right? Like I've been mm-hmm. making sales calls at work and I'll literally be in the middle of the sales call and I'll feel like I'm having like a mini stroke and I'll hang up the phone because I'm like not making sense. You know those like ocular migraines or whatever yeah. that people get and okay. they... So that happens to me sometimes. I've told right. you this before, right? right. Yeah. So it just happened to me before when I was talking to you about. Um, like an ocular migraine. I was down. like, I was talking to you about Howard Schultz, and I like and thought I was going to faint, Brokaw. and I didn't know what I was saying. Right, you went down at. The, and I was looking. She went at down you. at the World Economic Forum last year. Okay, literally. No, I told everybody yeah. I fainted last year. Yeah. yeah. yeah we had so, to hydrate you this year, and. Uh, right. So I don't know what's going on with we, me right we, now, but that we just re- happened to me. We reduced Mrs. Mooch's champagne consumption. <laughs> At the wine bar. Yeah, I up the water. I reduce the champagne. But anyway, I think that's what happened to Tom Brokaw on on the show the other morning. Because who would say any of those things like on national television? Well, I, I you know, an old he white was, dude. Listen, that's the problem. He's an old white dude. If he was a Hispanic dude or a black person, he could say it, but he can't. But say who it. says that dude. we don't want to have brown grandbabies? I I think he was not talking about himself. He was talking more generically about what he's observed as a journalist, okay? Mm-hmm. And by the way, if I mean, you don't he might think be right, are, actually. If you don't right? think that there are people out there that are like that, I'm sorry to tell you that there are. So what I don't like about our use of language now is that we think that we're going to sanitize our language and that's going to cure a cultural problem. It's not. Now, I could be the first person in history to go from the Big Brother house to Davos, uh, but let me tell you something. When I got to Davos, I was the keynote speaker at the Women's Equality Luncheon. 
Okay, can you imagine that? I mean, me. And what did I say to those women? Well, you You've do got have five, a half of a vagina. You, I think I have three quarters of a vagina. I think that's insulting that you mm. say you only have a half a vagina. I think I wear makeup and hair products as well as any woman that I know. Oh, my God. He literally had the swag bag from the Golden Globes FedEx back to our house. Because well, I, I said to him, I'm not carrying that thing like back to New York. There could have been skin brightening. And so he went, marched there himself up to the front stuff, desk Neil. and, and had his swag you know, bag I, mailed back. I, you, had, you had a problem with that? No, and he was so excited about all you, the you Korean were some of, You were face using farm. some of the Korean skin creams this morning, <laughs> so don't kid yourself. No, okay? I wasn't. But, but here, here's what I want. Here's what I want to say. Okay, Tom Brokaw is seventy eight, seventy nine years old. He's a legendary broadcast journalist. He's a best selling author. He said something on TV that some people do think. And now, what are you going to do? You're going to hit him with a ray gun and disintegrate him? The society's gone crazy. And when I told these women at that event, I said, you can say whatever you want, but you only were able to vote in the United States 99 short years ago. You have 5,500 years of patriarchal history. If you think you're going to erase that in five minutes, five years, 30 years, it's not going to happen. If you think you can <laughs> change it, I think you can change it, and I want to oh. be part of changing it. Why are you laughing? No, I'm just laughing because it's like, we still it. live in that. In a, no, it's, I'm not going to say why, because then I'll have a Tom Brokaw moment. Okay, but in the in the United States, the country has been about progress. It's been about human progress and the push towards equality and the push towards making the words of the Constitution live and breathe in the United States. When the words were constructed in the Constitution, half the states accepted slavery. Yeah. Uh, and then it said, but all, all, all people are, are created equal. Right. So. That's obviously an original so, sin, an original stain on the Constitution that Lincoln sacrificed his life for. But my, but my point, and I'm making crazy. a much broader point, people should, you know, they're going to probably hate me for saying it, don't care at this point. We are not going to change 5,500 years of patriarchal history in five or ten years. No, not but we have to, to work on it every Got to work on year, it every day. every day. I want to work on it for my wife, my daughter. Uh, my mom, uh, my potential grandchildren, granddaughters, whoever they may be. Of course, I want to make it fair. Of like you realize it's it ridiculous, right? Because I realize of, it's completely literally ridiculous. because of your sexual organs, you get paid less, or you. I think it's totally like, ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I think it's you totally. Ridiculous, but you you realize it's Skybridge. I, I've tried to make sure that uh, we have women partners are doing great jobs. They get paid. A tremendous amount of money on par with No, I men. know, but so I we never, need more people like that. I never, I it's never so did stupid. that. It's like Here's the one thing I'm not going to do with Skybridge, and this is what I was trying to tell these women. You, you, you go to the big bank, they take you through the sensitivity training, and now every guy is scared out of their life to talk to a woman. And so they leave all of the women out of the reindeer games and the political conversations and the operational conversations for fear of offending anybody. I never did that at Skybridge. You worked at Skybridge. I s talk to people exactly. Why are you laughing? No, because you're equal, the extreme opposite. I'm an equal you opportunity say anything and everything. I'm an equal opportunity offender. And I'm always like, oh, my God. Okay, but look, I'm sorry. You're getting paid exactly the same as the guy. I'm talking to you exactly the same way I'm talking to the guy. I'm sorry. If you want to sue me for it, go ahead. I actually don't care. What I'm trying to do is create fairness. But here's something in a society, Okay. The law should treat everybody equally. I think that Anthony has spoken probably eighty-five percent of this podcast. I was out for two weeks. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to catch up on the okay, syllables. Okay, go ahead. All right, never mind. I'll shut up now. Anyway, the law should treat you equally, <laughs> but your business should treat you fairly, not equally. Go ahead, you talk. No, I'm just saying. Just saying. I was just pointing it out that you were just going off. I was in a drought for two two weeks. I'm trying to a catch drought. Up. You probably were like just going rambling on. You had nothing else to do in the Big Brother house. You were probably just talking nonstop. I missed, I missed you, honey. I missed the podcast. Neil said that we make him nauseous on the podcast. Why do we? Why do I make him no nauseous on the podcast? Why? Because of sometimes he said you're too mushy. I'm too mushy. Shut up, Neil. At least he's looking at you and not me this time. Oh my was god. Was he being mushy with you? No, I'm saying. Oh, I'm like, uh oh. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's oh an uncomfortable God. situation. All right, go to the next, go to the next topic. I mean, go ahead. I, I don't have really have much to say other than I'm looking forward to Super Bowl Sunday. Who do you, because, want, who do you want to win? Well, I have to go with the Rams because being a New Yorker, you cannot root for the Patriots. Why? Because they're New York Slayers. 
I don't like that. I don't like anything Boston or New England sports-wise. I have to give them the Heisman because they are direct competition to our New York sports teams. So I that's see you're going with the Rams. Right. But so you have, like, this take where you think it's so cool that Tom Brady is, like, six times in the in the Super Bowl so you're, um, or whatever. How many I'm times? I'm impressed with that. Like, at the end of the day, whether and he's like Kobe 42 Bryant, or something. 41 years old, this kid is a total champion. I mean, he's on discipline. He's he's forget about everything that he's so done he's with his body, not but he's got the brain. Hopping into bed with Giselle the night before, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he does pregame, but here's what I would tell you: <laughs> this guy is on he's on the screws mentally. Okay, when he marched down the field against the Falcons a couple of years ago, and then they went for two and won the game. I mean, this guy is uh, he's fun to watch. He's a he's a he's an he's an impact player, arguably the best at his position ever. And uh, I'm disappointed that he's not a New York Jet. By the way, I, mean, I just confused all. you with Neil. That was Neil's take from last well, week's Neil, podcast. Neil's Sorry, take I'm was confusing. That well, I agree with Neil. Then. Okay. Yeah, so, I agree with Neil. All right. I was yeah. confusing the you're short like Greek an, with the short Italian. You're having an ocular brain damage yeah. moment? Or uh, uh, right, okay. Right. Wait. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. And I also, just to be political for one more second, I think the whole controversy with who's performing at halftime because of the – Colin Kaepernick needs to literally like fly a kite at this point. So he's trying to pressure people not to not perform because of his beliefs and his, you know, whatever. So who's performing? So it's Maroon 5, but they have gotten like hell for it. And Travis Scott, who's actually mm-hmm. known to be Kylie Jenner's like baby daddy or whatever. Right. And this guy, Big Boy. So they're like two rappers that are pairing up with Room 5 to make it like more of a twist like you know more mm-hmm. I guess appeal to more people and so one of their things was I think Travis Scott said if you donate $500,000 to I forgot the name of the charity I'll do it and so he's doing it you know Okay. and he's they're giving him such a hard time for it it's like Colin Kaepernick doesn't run the world we don't need to you don't determine who performs at the I halftime think, show I, I think it's ridiculous and I and I said this and, and people are on both sides of the thing. I understand why he got on his knees. Right, I, I do disag- too. I just I think just at this point, I just disagree with it because I think the flag. We should have an unconditional love for the country and respect the flag. If you've been to Afghanistan or Iraq, or you've walked the hospital of Walter Reed, yeah, it's more about people, who lost their lives. That's all. Right? I just, you know, Colin. I get it. There has to be more racial and social progress in our society. I just think there's a better way to protest it than to get on your knees. For right. The, uh, Colin Kaepernick has totally politicized football. Um, so now I read that Daniel Radcliffe. So he's is he the guy from Harry Potter? Yeah, he's okay. the star of Harry Potter so on Broadway. He said he refuses to root for the for the Patriots and Tom Brady because Tom Brady had a Make America Great Again the red yeah. baseball right, so hat that, in his so locker. So this is this is the stuff I love. This is virtual virtue signaling by Hollywood or actors or people on the left, let people know I'm a good guy. And mm-hmm. so now all of a sudden this red hat that says make America great on it, even though President Bill Clinton said let's make America great again, uh, Ronald Reagan said let's make America great again, Trump says it now, so now the hat is a symbol of like the KKK mm-hmm. for these people. And so, Well, no I, offense, but I would like never wanna be seen with one of those. Like someone sent us a black leather hat that had the number forty five on it, and it's actually a cool looking hat. And I was like, "That thing needs to go like out of this oh, house." You threw it out of the house. I saw right. you throw it out of the house. So okay, but uh, I, I, I have many MAGA hats. Uh, <laughs> I have to be honest about that. I don't necessarily wear them. Okay, because I, I think feel like you would the, be attacked. Like physically. no, but I think if the president cooled out, okay, and like he says, be cool. If he was quote unquote cool. He says be cool. Yeah, he always says be cool in his Twitters. Like be cool so and so or be cool or stay cool. I mean if he okay. would do a little bit of that, I mean then the MAGA hat would be fine. But I think he's just polarizing people. Is it but what MAGA I don't like or MAGA. I don't even know. You say MAGA, I say MAGA. Well some MAGA, people say maggots. I have no, MAGA I have no, reminds me of maggots. Right, I have no idea. But here's the point about the Daniel Radcliffe situation. It's virtue signaling. Did you come up with that? No, that's like a term. I mean, these people are nuts. So I have to let people know I'm a good guy because I I chomp on a paper straw. I have to let people know (laughs) that I'm a good guy because I won't wear a MAGA hat. Okay. And so it's like nonsense. Okay. So what I don't like about Hollywood is I go to Hollywood and they 
40% of the people like Trump, and they won't admit it because they're afraid they're going to lose a job as a result of liking Trump. So yeah, but the it's left kind of a real down. thing. The fascism will come from the left because at the end of the day, the Republicans and, and Does conservatives— Does she listen to this? She's not going to listen. But okay. the Republicans and the conservatives, what do the Republicans and the conservatives do? They accept free thought, and they accept the battle place and free marketplace of ideas. They but accept the left, free thought? Absolutely. Tell me where they don't. Okay. Uh, how about this free pe- abortion? Free how about that's not oh, free thought. Hold on, hold on a second. I'm talking about freedom of speech and being able to express yourselves. Abortion <sighs> is a totally different issue. They don't. Know, you, okay, freedom of speech, but freedom of thought. They're, no, they're, they're wrong. That. They're wrong on the abortion issue because you know, and, and and you know, I know a lot about the issue, and I want to bore everybody, but uh, they took the issue. And when they wrote about it in Roe versus Wade and they applied the Fourth Amendment, which is the right to policy, but they could have very easily applied the First Amendment because it is really a freedom of religion issue. Until you can prove scientifically that the Catholics are right uh, and whether you, if you and I are pro-life, that's our personal directive based on our religion. If other people are pro-choice, it could be also based on their religion. And so that, there's a freedom in that. You know what I am? I'm pro-common sense. Pro you know what I'm sense. saying? Right, exactly. If you have, like, a situation exactly. where it's life or death, okay, like, come on. There's reasons to do things, you know? All right. I don't know how but we got on to the abortion issue. But anyway. Here, here's, here's what I would say. Daniel Radcliffe. All I'm saying is pro-common cool sense. Out, less virtue vote signaling. Vote for the team that you like. Don't have to virtue signal. The guy's got a red hat in his locker. Well, next week it's we can talk about how this cool, even calm happens. Calm yourself down. Like when my Take dad was pill. watching uh, baseball or football in the 60s and 70s, I don't think he's like, oh, I don't think he knew Joe Namath's political positions. Like, so next week, let's talk about how it all happened where everything seeped into one another and it's one and the same now. So that's topic for next week. Yeah, why why, why be split over? I mean, that's a, one of the other things. I mean, look at my relationship with Jonathan Bennett, okay? He is a gay actor in Hollywood and I am a New York Italian, okay, who's not gay. But we loved each other and got along great. Why? Why? Why do we have to be? Oh my God! You're on this you side of it. I'm on that be. side of it. Let's hate each other. And oh, by the way, I have to prove to my friends Mooch is a bad guy because he likes Trump. So no, you don't have I gotta to. I got to tell That's people that Mooch here. is a bad guy. Yeah. So you have to lead by well, example. That's the problem. That's the thing. We got to lead by example. All right. Well, let's keep For working them. on ourselves every day, and um, hope everyone has fun watching did the you, game on you Sunday. Miss me any it did. I'm so glad you're back. I'm sure everybody's happy you're back. Brother house. No. No. I'm good. No. But I'm sure everyone's happy to have you home. Right. I loved you Uh, and I missed you. And I love you now. And I don't miss you anymore because I'm with you. Okay. But I still love you. All right, guys. We'll see you next Tuesday. Is that mushy enough, Neil? Follow us on social media. I give you the finger, Neil, but we're Don't send us pictures of ourselves in airports. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) See you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.